Y'all do look grouchy tonight. I'm just saying. Not everybody? All right. We're going to have some Bible study tonight. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. All right. Told Brother Keith that today he was at the bottom of the barrel. He's, no, he said, he said, hey, can you, can you uh, fill in tonight? And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So once again, it is, it is anytime I get up behind the platform, it is my privilege and honor to speak to you guys. Um, we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to have Bible study first, and then uh, at invitation, I want to read over some names. And I encourage you guys, when we read over these names, I encourage you to come to the altar and um, pray um, as we read over the names and what's going on. Um, and then uh, my brother's going to come up and close us in, in prayer tonight, pray for a nation. And uh, so is that okay with everybody? Amen. All right. Hey, we're going to be in the gospel of, <laughs> we're going to be in the gospel of John uh, tonight and the first five verses. And the, the past few weeks, um, I've been taking this New Testament survey class um, in school on Monday nights, and I had to write a paper um, on what I felt the one of the most I could only pick one book in the New Testament I had to to pick a book and um, in which in my opinion had to choose and what was the most influential book to a new Christian and I come to the gospel of John I think it's a foundation book um, from John and um, I couldn't go between that and and Hebrews and Romans but the Lord lead me to uh, led me to, to John and I was thinking about a, a new Christian that may have been full of, of doubts and questions and you know, kind of searching for assurance and that Jesus was and is the Christ, the Messiah, the, the Son of God. And you know, no, no greater place uh, than the Gospel of John. It, it is, uh, John is was a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ. And, you know, he even referred to himself as one whom Jesus loved. You know, some would say that uh, was Jesus has a, had a favorite, which was John, because he says he, he, he loved him. Um, and John was also um, a part of the inner circle, if you will, his close circle, along with Peter and James and uh, you know, we see that John was there on uh, the Mount of Transfiguration and when Jesus uh, went to the garden to pray and even at the, the cross where Jesus uh, committed uh, uh, John to take care of a mother, right? So, uh, and then years later, we see that John uh, writes his first epistle and John would write once again about uh, his closeness uh, with Jesus by saying this. He says this in 1 John, 1 John 1, in verse 1 and 2, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have looked upon with our hands, concerning the word of life, we have seen, we have seen and bear witness and, and declare to you. In other words, what he's saying, he's saying, listen, this, my friends, is not hearsay. This is not something that is uh, spectated. This is not something that we have conjured up here. 
Look, this is not a philosophy or an opinion. This is something, this is someone I have seen, I have tasted, I have felt his warm embrace, I have walked with, I have seen miracles come forth. I'm telling you that he is real and that he is alive today. Amen, church, we need to be saying the same thing, right? Because if we have encountered Christ, accepted him as Lord and Savior, then we can, we can bear witness the same with John, that he is king of kings, that he has risen and he sits at the right hand of the Father for your behalf. He is the light of the world. He is the bread of life. Amen. He is the way maker. All right. We have hope today because Christ is our living hope. Amen. So this is where uh, we, we see that the gospel of John is just a little bit different, uh, you could say, from um, the other gospels. You know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they take a chronological approach of the life of Jesus. And this, uh, that, that means that really they were written in, in order in which they were happened. But John, John, uh, the gospel takes a different approach. Of the eight miracles recorded, six are unique to the gospel of John, meaning that they are just in the gospel of John. Uh, and, and the miracles uh, are very uh, profound. Uh, you know, that even the Gospel of John, that's where we get the great uh, I am statements. And John doesn't um, contain, as the other Gospels, of genealogy uh, or the re, um, record of the birth of Christ or the childhood or the temptations, um, the, the transfiguration or the appointment of the disciples, nor any account of the, the parables, uh, the ascension or the Great Commission. But John's gospel is not um, a life of Christ gospel, okay, as the others. It, it is a powerful argument uh, in, in essence of the incarnation of God. That was, uh, Jesus was, uh, in fact, the Son of God and the only source of eternal life, right? Amen. So it's a little bit different. So in everything, John's goal... Okay, his priority was Christ was and is the divine Son of God. Okay, in human flesh, having come to save all who believe. Okay, so John states uh, his purpose for writing the gospel is in John 20, 31. He says this, he says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So you may ask, why was the Gospel of John written? he just give you the answer in that verse, in chapter 20, verse 31. And it's written so that we may have life through the Son, Jesus Christ. And then you say, well, who was it written for? Jews and Gentiles, for all for God so loved the world, he gave his son, right? For all. So the gospel of John was written for all. It, it's, you, could say, you could say that it's, it's so shallow that a new believer can understand, but it's deep enough that a mature believer can get lost. Okay, you, you could, you could uh, say an elephant could, could drown in, in this gospel. So tonight I wanna, uh, we're going to read the first five verses of John 
and we're going to break down and we're going to go verse by verse and we're going to break it down and have some application into um, such time as today. Amen? Y'all with me? Y'all got the introduction? All right, y'all are asleep, so stand for the reading of the first five verses. You got comfortable over there, Keith? Verse one. (laughs) Verse one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. And in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Amen. Be said, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you come to this, this dark world. Father, to be the light, to be the salvation, Father, the, and, and to be our hope. Father, may our eyes be open to understand such a great commission has been put on us as Christians to take this light into darkness so that they may see and believe and have everlasting life. Father, I pray that that way we don't take that lightly. And we go. And because we have faith, we don't lose hope. And because you come, we walk in authority, believer's authority, Father, I see saints, your name. Amen. Verse 1 and 2, the Word. The Word. Man, this is the, the, one of the most highest and profound titles of Jesus. Our Lord Jesus. Most of, of the time, our, our words reveal to others our hearts, our minds. Uh, so Jesus... Remember we said Sunday, Jesus come to be the communicator, the word between us and God. So listen, he's saying this again. I am the word. I am revealing the heart and the mind of my father so that you may know, so that you may know. He's bringing the communication and restoring all the way in Genesis 1-1. That's the plan. And he's saying, I am the Word. He come to reveal the Father. In John 14, 9, he says, He that has seen me has seen the Father. The Father. Let's keep going. A, a word is, is composed of, of letters. Right? A word, we, th- we look, it's, it's letters. Letters make up words, sentences. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Listen, He is the beginning and the end to the Greek alphabet. Listen to Hebrews 1 and verse 1 and 2. It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son. So what he spoke through the prophets in the Old Covenant, now through his son, he gives us the New Covenant, who has appointed their heir of all things. I want, I want to tell you that again, Christian, no matter what this election, he is heir of all things. He, that means he is still king of kings. He, that means that he come as your high priest, the perfect sacrifice, okay, 
offered himself as a, as a lamb, but as a high priest, and sits today as a high priest, mediating for you, the mediator, okay, and king. He holds two positions. That's beautiful. Don't lose, don't lose that. Through him also, he had made the, the worlds. So Jesus, Jesus is the first and the last word to mankind. The first and the last word to mankind. Jesus is the climax of the Bible. Jesus is the center point of the Bible. Some say that he is the, the thread, the, the uh, red scarlet thread that goes from Genesis to Revelation. Other books, as the book of Hebrews says, that he is the golden strand that, that weaves through he Hebrews. So he is the red ribbon that runs from Genesis to Revelation. Psalms 36.6 says this, The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. The Word spoke and He breathed the Word and all the stars were born. The Word in Greek means logos, which is, is used frequently in the, the Greek New Testament and, and other literature from that time period, it can mean message or word or concept or expression or speech. The Greek and the Jewish philosophers both use this term. In Hebrew, uh, the scripture, the word was an agent. Get this, an agent of creation. The source of God's message to his people through the prophets. So his word was the agent to the prophets to give us God's law. In the Greek philosophy, the word was the principle of reason that governed the world. So when John said that Jesus was the word, man, it was scandalous. It was a, it was a scandal to the, to, the Jew, to the Greeks because the Greeks reader to think that, that he, he was the word. How can, it was unthinkable, how can a human be the word and to the Jews it was blasphemous because how can he be God you're saying he is God so neither camp was accepting so the first verse affirms the the great truths concerning Jesus look back at it in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God hmm Jesus is the eternal Word. In the beginning, the Word already existed. He existed in the beginning, not because He had a beginning or that when creation started, He started. No, He was eternal. He is God and He was with God. So John 8, 58 says, Before Abraham, I am. I, I am. So the Word has already been and always will be. Jesus Christ is word beginning and the end so the second thing we see in that verse is jesus christ was with god in the beginning this is good this is important that we get this because it, it shows us that not the the three different aspects of how the same but also distinctly different jesus christ was with god in the beginning verse 1 1 says and the word was with god it makes it very clear that he is separate from distinct from God the Father. You cannot identify him uh, in, in that right there. You can't identify him as God the Father because he was with God the Father. Okay, this is setting up the Trinity right here. 
All right, the third thing is he was God. He was God. Look at verse 1 again. It says that, and the word was God. So this is clear declaration that the Lord Jesus Christ is also God. So it proves his deity of Christ. His deity. So it, it separated him distinctively, okay, but then also he is God. Y'all still with me? All right, verse 3. Woo! Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. There is definitely a parallel right here between um, John 1 and Genesis 1. God created the worlds, okay, through his word. All right, Psalms uh, 33, 9 says this, For when he spoke, the world began. When he spoke, it began, and it appeared at his command. So when he spoke, it appeared. And, and Colossians 1.16, I love this verse. For by him all things were created in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Let me back up one more time. We need that today. <laughs> visible or invisible, thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities... All things were created through him and for him. I want you to understand that. The rulers and authorities, the powers and principalities are already at his footstool. When he was the perfect sacrifice, the, the spotless lamb, he come as a high priest and a king. And Hebrews says that he ascended above and when he sit, claiming it is finished, that means he surpassed the powers and principalities. And now, therefore, the Father says, I'm making them all your footstool. So even in this chaos, through our faith, we can have hope. Because, because of my faith... I have security because of my acceptance of Jesus. And because of my faith, therefore, I have authority because all things have been given to him. So therefore, not only am I a son of God, I am a conqueror. I am an heir and joint heir. Therefore, the powers and principalities have no hold on me. That's, guys, that's beautiful. Where were we? Amen. The Lord Jesus is the creator. Not only did he exist before Bethlehem, he created this vast universe. Material out of which uh, man constructs things. Man, he, he give all things. Before Bethlehem was constructed, he was. Before he come and was born in a little town, he was. Guys, that's, that's awesome. All things were made by him. He is the instrument, the word of creation. Nothing come into existence without him. So the verb um, is, is made in, in perfect tense in the Greek, which means um, complete act. It's, it's a completed act. Creation is finished. 
It is finished. And although he is working through, okay, creation's finished. Although he is working in us and through us in, in, in our process for us to become more like him, to have a, his heart and mind. But creation is finished. He spoke it and it, it is finished. And remember, we only exist because God made us. He created you. He fashioned you. You have gifts only because he blessed you with gifts. With God, man, you are royalty. You are blessed. You are chosen. But without God, without God, you are nothing You are choosing to abandon your purpose in which you were created for. Have mercy. Amen. You are choosing to leave everything God has created you for. And here is to be a light. We are valuable and unique distinctively made each and every one of us in his image to represent a different image of him of his attributes jimmy shines something different than i shine but it's all a part of christ which makes up the body look at verse four in him was life and the life was the light of men Life is the the key theme of the Gospel of John. You'll find in this this Gospel, you'll find life 36 times uh, referenced in this Gospel. Think about this. We are the essentials. Essentials, that's a a, uh, common theme. Hey, I'm essential. I can go to work. Right? I'm essential. We are essential for life of this world. Essentials. I am essential. Listen, somebody needs to keep telling yourself that every day because we are choosing not to be an ambassador of Christ and live out to build his kingdom. Essentials for human life. There are, are, are four, light, air, air, water, and food. Jesus states all of these in the Gospel of John. He says, he says that uh, he is the light of life. He says, I am the light of the world. He says, uh, he is the son of righteousness. And by his Holy Spirit, he gives us the breath of life as well as the water of life. Finally, Jesus says, I am the living bread of life. Amen. Which come down for heaven. And verse four says that life itself was in him. And this life gives light. To everyone. So two of the the simplest things we see here in that that, uh, verse is, in the world are life and light. So when you look at zoe and phos, uh, they are two words in the original language. From zoe, we get zoology, which is the study of life. And from phos, we get uh, photo, which is light. All right. So uh, these are two things that are so common, we take them from granted. See, life is something that we see everywhere. We walk outside the doors tonight, we're still going to see uh, life, all right, through his creation. 
Uh, and we, we, you know, when you walk in the woods and, uh, you know, on your way home, there, there's all kinds of things. Um, and men, here's the trouble, men think that we've discovered the source of life, and, but we still can't comprehend. See, we, we write this thing down and scientists, they try to understand where it comes from, but they're looking in all the wrong places. All the wrong places. Men are looking for some scientific, uh, fancy, complicated equation or answer. And the answer is Jesus. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's Jesus. Jesus is life. And you say it's not that simple. Well, the Word says it's that simple. He is life. And He provides life through His radiating life. That's beautiful. Hey, because I'm a child of God, guess what? I can be a life giver. I can give life. Verse 5. Y'all still with me? Verse 5. Light and darkness. Light and darkness. Light and darkness are also recurring themes uh, in this Gospel of John. God is light. In 1 John 1, 5, while Satan is the power of darkness. In Luke twenty two fifty three, 53, people love either one, light or darkness. And whichever one they love, that's what controls their actions. It goes back to that thing, you are what you eat. You love to eat this, you're going to be that. I, you, for, for instance, if I love onions and I eat onions all day long, I'm going to smell like what? An onion, Right? You are what you eat. So you love darkness, you're going to be darkness. All right, people either, they, they are what they are. So John 3.16 says this through 19. But I don't want to miss this because we all oftentimes read 16, but we live the next uh, few verses off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. So, so these people who believe on Christ are the sons of light. And if I'm a son of light, then I better be projecting light. Reflecting light. John 12, 30, 35 through 36 says this. So Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Hey, it's, it's, a, it's with you a little while longer. Go, go, go. Be the light. Let darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going, verse 36, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. So just as the first creation began, let there be light. So the new creation begins with the entrance into light. Light. That's the heart of the believer. Light. Just as he spoke that in Genesis, as a new believer, he's speaking that into us. Second Corinthians 4. Verse 3 through 6. And it says, And even if our gospel is veiled, 
It is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world was blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God, for what we proclaim is not ourselves. Man, more Christians need to get get that right there. What we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. With ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God said, let the light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Listen, do you think that blinded sinners would want to welcome the light? But that's not always the case. You know, when you come into uh, the world There's a conflict between uh, light and darkness, powers of darkness and light. It's opposed. And we see that from uh, Genesis uh, all the way through uh, of the the battle. But verse 5 says this. It says, the darkness could not comprehend it. The Greek translation uh, for comprehend means to take down. They could not take down. It's literally a picture of someone taking down notes, uh, if you will, from a boss talking to to one writing or or something. They cannot take it down. The the Lord is the same. And and John 7 through 12 records the opposition that continually uh, grows and led to the crucifixion of, of Christ. So whenever Jesus taught spiritual truth, his listeners interpret it in a material or physical um, way. The light was unable to penetrate darkness in their minds. This was true when he spoke uh, at the temple uh, and of his body in John 2, the new birth in John 3, the living water in John 4, and, and eating the flesh in John 6, and uh, spiritual freedom in John 8, and, and all the way up to death. Uh, being just as one is asleep in John 11 and many other spiritual truths that he, he shows, they cannot comprehend. Satan tries to keep people in darkness. That's the goal. He tries to keep people in darkness because darkness means death and hell. It, it, it's literal. There, there is a hell. Okay? He tries to keep people in darkness. And life or light is life in heaven. There's a difference. But with spiritual light and darkness... They also can exist together. You say, I don't understand. There could be a household. One could be saved, whereas a household cannot. You have light and darkness together in, in, in a place. Okay. Um, sometimes you'll have a, a believer working with unbelievers. There's light and darkness. Um, you know, uh, and, and sometimes you talk about, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I claim to be a Christian. Well, it's not about it's not about doing the best we can or or our works. It's it's about uh, having the righteousness of Christ in us, okay, accepted Him as our Lord and Savior, and uh, it, it's what He's done for us. Not working our way to there. By no means, that's right back to the book of Hebrews. He says that the old covenant is obsolete, and here comes a new one because. Not that the law was imperfect, but the man operating that out was. And here come a new covenant on the, the map, and he, he did it. Because the man couldn't. Praise God, that's beautiful, right? So we're told that 
even when you use the illustration on Sunday about Pluto Christians and Mercury Christians, uh, you know, when you get away from the light, you get cold. You know, and, and, and the, the earth uh, in a short distance, really, uh, in a grand scheme of things from the sun, is, is, is still has hot and cold places. It's out in a dark universe. So when the sun disappears, there is a physical darkness over the land. But 24 hours a day, there is spiritual darkness here, all the time, here. And man doesn't know God. Man is in rebellion against God. And how can they know if you don't go tell? How, how, how can they? The past few months leading up to this election, you know, we've seen uh, darkness in this nation that swept across the, the state and you know, I probably was shocked by some results and stuff that has been put out there in the media, but our world, hear me, our world does not need a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent. From the beginning to the end, the world needs Jesus. Jesus. And, but listen, church. But listen. As a child, you have a part in that. To go and take the light into the darkness. If we agree that darkness has swept the earth daily, there is a battle raging. Why are we choosing to sit? This is a fallen world in need of a Savior. Has been from beginning to end. There's a chasm in our hearts that can only be filled by Jesus. So if I have the cure in me and through me woe is me that I do not take it when they, when they receive the darkness the eyes are open the light is, is kindled it, it is lit the heart of an individual. Church, we, we are living in times that we've got to quit doing and start being. Being. The doing, he says, is over in the Old Testament. The rituals are done. They could not meet the mark. Not that the, something was wrong with the, the law itself, but the one doing it. So in the New Testament, it is being the church, not doing the church, not coming to the temple and playing the part. So go, be of good cheer on this day. Be of good cheer. Christ has overcome darkness and he 
He has overcome. Therefore, we are overcomers who are in Christ. Amen? Believe. Believe. So tonight, I told you it was going to end different. Tonight, the invitation is this. Very simple. I like simple. Jimmy, you like simple? I like simple. It's pretty simple tonight. Verse by verse. Do you know light? Do you know the light? And if not, if not, will you give us the opportunity to introduce you to Jesus? It's your choice. Some of us sitting here and looking at me like, man, I've been in this place for 40 years. Got this down. You know, I have relatives that have done the same thing and in the past recent years have come to know Christ. The man I'm playing the game the whole time. The next, are you letting the light of Christ shine through you in this time? So I invite you, if you, if you are able, Miss Phyllis is going to come play, and as she plays, so I'm going to be down here praying, okay? I'm going to bring some names, and I want to pray. I invite you to come and kneel and pray. Pray for our country, sickness. You know, we have death in our church. Miss, Miss Tammy's uh, father passed away. Etzel Fleener, which is uh, the brother of Peggy Jen, uh, Jenkins. We have several in the hospital. Man, sickness is, is raging right now. Numbers are up uh, with, with COVID. Um, Robin Sproles, Tammy, Tammy Campbell, Anthony uh, Johnson, Bonnie Jones, um, Johnny Dillard. Listen, this sickness. Take your bulletin with you. Glance down, that's a good prayer thing. Pray for the lost. And ask God to, God, search me. Search me. Show me. Show me. Joan Calhoun, Irene Edmonds, some getting test results back, not so positive news. Pray for them. Pray for them. Ron and Sandy, Miss Phils, come play. Come play. At least you can sing a verse. But I challenge you, come. Church, come. Grab somebody and pray. Pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for your word Father we thank you for your son and Father I pray for each one that are hearing the message tonight Father that the lost would come to know you the life the light of the world Father I pray that you would put somebody's name on the heart of each individual Father to, to lift up in prayer of healing and protection. Father, may the revealing that something that we're not being who we need to be in you, ambassadors of your word, agents.
Father, that we're not building a church of love. Father, reveal these things to us. Father, may we have a heart of repentance. Father, be with our nation, our leaders. Father, may we not lose hope and confidence and the security of knowing that the heart of the King is in your hand. And you turn whichever way you will. Father, may we pray this time, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name.